<laughs> Welcome to our Wednesday simulcast. I guess we're going to bring it to you by AcrePro.com, and uh, we thank them for the sponsorship. Big day in Purdue sports, uh, obviously, the hiring of Ryan Walters. Uh, a couple hours ago, or had a little bit of time to have it sink in, and we have yet to meet uh, Ryan Walters. He will be available on Wednesday at uh, twelve thirty at a press conference. Going to meet the Purdue uh, group at noon as well at Kozich. But Tom, just in, now that you've had a whopping three hours and thirty minutes to have this sink in, you've obviously talked to some people, done some media as well. Uh, just your impressions of, of what uh, Purdue has in its next football coach. Yeah, a lot of youthful energy, right? Uh, yeah. 36 years old. Um, yeah, just from some of the people I've reached out to that have worked with him. Uh, just obviously positive things at this point. Um, this was a guy who uh, came on my radar a couple of days or so ago. A uh, head coach mentioned his name to me, and I was a little surprised, to be honest with you, and all fall long, we had heard about Ryan Walters and how he was a rising star and would one day be a head coach. So I guess the fact that he's here isn't a surprise. Maybe the fact that he's at Purdue has is, is, is got to be a little <laughs> bit of an eyebrow raiser, right? I mean, yeah. I'll be honest. I thought, listening to Mike Bobinski last Thursday, you know, I thought we'd get a proven head coach from the offensive side of the ball. But, you know, Mike didn't say that was going to be the case for sure. No, that's true. That's it's true. Wide open. So uh, here we are with almost a 180 of Jeff Brom, right? In a yeah. lot of ways. So uh, exciting times that come with an element of risk, but every hire comes with risk. And uh, I think we're all waiting to hear, right, fellas, on a couple of things. What his staff's going to look like, and in particular, what his offense is going to look like and who's going to push the buttons on it. So as you said, Alan, we'll find out more tomorrow when when uh, Ryan Walters meets uh, uh meets his, uh, I guess, meets the press and, and some other, I guess, dignitaries at, in, in West Lafayette. I'm going to get to the teetotaling, uh, Brian Newbert, in one second. Tom, I thought in BTN you hit the nail on the head. The most important thing that this guy's Brian Walters has to do is develop talent, right, and be able to oh, and be able to do that. It's what it comes down to. Yeah, you know, you know, that, 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 that's a big revelation. We all know yeah. that. There's always Joe Till used to say it's a developmental program. You're never going to get the just off the shelves or, unwrap them and let them play guys uh if you do every once in a while but it's rare but again here we go with the defensive mindset alan you sent me a text earlier today about some of the other pre-coaching hires who came from the defensive side of the ball what jim young in particular being very successful uh leon burtonette not not so much so as his as his successor but still um just a, a, a different set of eyes a different viewpoint uh, for this next Purdue head coach. And guys, there's there's a lot of balls in the air right now, right? We, we've talked about that on the message boards amongst ourselves on Twitter. <laughs> Got to keep the roster together. Got to try to keep this recruiting class together, right? You got to build a staff. And then, of course, you got to get ready for the bowl game. And, and, and buried in that press release that the university sent out was the fact that Ryan Walters is going to hang around, right? and observe the team and build his staff. So it sounds like he's checking out his champagne, ASAP, which is a good thing because he's got a lot of work to do in West Lafayette. Yeah, you would think that that has to happen. And, yeah, and then Joe Tiller was a defensive coordinator at Purdue. I know he was yeah, a offensive guy as well. But, the, yeah, you know, Brian, uh, we've you've done gone through many of these searches. This one was 
well buttoned down, took some twists and turns. I think it would be wrong to assume that just because they hired a guy of, of Ryan Walter's background and experience that they didn't also look at, they, uh, we know they looked at some uh, some proven head coaches for whatever reason, for information we may find out years from now uh, of all what happened. But uh, how do you, how, now that it's sinking in for you, what's your take on this whole situation? Well, uh, you know, I think that uh, I think these jobs are about leadership. I think they're about people skills. I think they're about the ability to motivate people and get the best out of the people around you. And I think that's I'd have to think that's what resonated with Purdue here when they talked to Ryan Walters. I mean, we we could speculate all we wanted about what Purdue's hiring criteria would be. But at the end of the day, you go and talk to people and you. um and you uh, end up hiring the guy that you have the best feeling about. And clearly, uh, Ryan Walters showed something in his interview um, that really, really made Purdue believe they have a guy here who's a rising star. You know, I, I, I think the concept of the proven coach is, is you know, um, a complicated one. You know, yes. I, At Purdue I, especially, yeah. I remember way back in the day, and this is probably a bad and dated analogy, but the Boston Red Sox traded middle reliever Larry Anderson for a prospect named Jeff Bagwell. And it's one of the, one of the worst trades ever. So you could talk about an established player versus a guy with high upside, a prospect. And, you know, Purdue, I can only assume met with Ryan Walters came to the conclusion, this guy is a rising star and we have our chance to hire him now before somebody else did. And that's what they did. And, you know, Purdue's offensive history uh, is what it is. And I think, that's a good starting point for the way we view things, but I, I don't think any of that stuff is really deal breakers. When you know, you know, you know, and I think Purdue um, probably met with Ryan Walters and was floored and knew this was the guy. Now, the the question that then remains is, was Purdue right? Mike Babinski's history with up-and-comers um, is pretty solid on the basketball side. His only football hire really was Jeff Brom, so that worked out well. Uh, he's got a good track record, and I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see tomorrow, Tom, when we when we do get to meet uh, Ryan Walters, uh, that personality and what what that brings. You we, we've you've obviously got well connected as you both are. Talk to folks in Illinois. What do you know about him in terms of uh, uh, what the, what, the, what kind of personality and what will he what do you think he'll try to bring to to uh, produce coaching staff? Yeah, just uh, an effervescent personality, uh, you know, full of energy. Uh, uh, a guy who seems like he's uh, mature beyond his years, or at least from a football standpoint, especially uh, from an acumen standpoint. Barry Odom told me a good anecdote that I shared in the story that I posted today about, about Ryan Walters, and competitive too. Yeah. Um, again, not a big revelation that a football coach is competitive, but you know, Barry seemed to think he was ultra competitive. So it seems like he's ready for this moment, right? And uh, it's an exciting time for the university. Anytime you turn the page with a football coach, it's, it's an exciting time. And also, like I said, an angst-filled time. So again, a lot, a lot of questions loom. And, uh, you know, like Brian said, the, the, the Bobinski, Mike Berghoff, whoever else was involved, had to be pretty impressed with Ryan Walters. And, um, in the interview process, well, more shall be revealed as we go, guys. As you do know, right? 
there's a lot of challenges next year too. And you look at that schedule as well. So Ryan Walters is going to be jumping right into the deep end with games against Ohio State and Michigan, in addition to your Big Ten West fair of, of teams like Iowa and, and Wisconsin and Minnesota. So and plus plus look at that non-conference schedule too with Fresno State, Syracuse, and Virginia Tech. So um just a, a lot of work to do. And, and it's going to be fun to see how this roster looks when we get to spring ball and then once we get into August too. Brian, yeah, I, excellent point. Good, maybe an over overstated, but youth is the, is the name of the game in coaching. Whether it's the NFL, a lot of places too. I mean, I can't name. Of course, that's maybe a me problem. I can't name eighty percent of the coach of the NFL because he all these young guys that I hadn't heard of. So this is a you know how how much do you value that youth? I mean, Purdue hired a very. I know basketball is different. Hired a very young Matt Painter a long time ago, different situation, but there is something to be said for guys that are, that have got young, that are young, have energy and maybe have a vision of today's world. I mean, we're all, all three of us are old, older than 30, 37 years old, right? So, or 36. Uh, it is a new world for, for coaching. It's a new world in college sports. And maybe that young, young person really fits that well. Energy is the single most under discussed uh, characteristic that you can find in a coach, you could find in a player, you can find in a stockbroker, whatever the profession might be. Um, a writer for goldenblack.com, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you say that as I'm sitting here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Looking like I, I, I just got uh, exhumed. Um, <laughs> I think energy is infectious. Uh, I, I think it goes both ways. I think if somebody provides energy, other people respond with energy. I think if people drain energy, it does the same thing to people. And this hire would seem like a big time plus energy um, sort of hire. I think energetic and enthusiastic coaches, um, as Ryan Walters certainly seems to be, are more likely to get the most out of people. I think people respond to them different. That that's that's players, that's recruits, that's fellow staff members. I think it, you're much more likely to be somebody people want to give great effort for. Um, and I think that's got to be a big part of this. You know, there's also something to be said for youth right now too, because that energy, but also that all the newness around this right now, like uh, you know. The transfer portal is just fundamentally changing the job of, of, of college football coach. And maybe now is the perfect time to hire somebody without head coaching experience because they're not used to doing it this way or that way. That's an obsolete way of doing things. So the ability to connect with people right away, uh, I think matters even more right now too, because if you're recruiting eight starters in two weeks, which could be the new reality for a lot of college football coaches here nowadays. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. In December. I think that's a big deal. I, I just think the more energy, the more enthusiasm you have, I think that's a big deal. I think that can be kind of a transformative element. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, a good point. All right, Tom, when you have the mic tomorrow and the first question you're going to ask, and you might be the guy that's going to be make history tomorrow, maybe be able to ask that first question. What are you going to ask uh, Ryan Walters in terms of, is it going to be about his staff? What, 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 I know you haven't had, had 24 hours to ponder this, but what, what, what are you going to ask him? What's that first question? So, so as big as Neil Armstrong's first step. Huh? <laughs> yes. First, let me, let, me, let me say real quick to your points. I, I, I think that's great. Um, the observations you make, 
about the, the, the trend toward young, unproven coaches at both levels, the NFL and college. Look at the coach of the Vikings and the Dolphins, in particular, Sean McVay, uh, Cliff Kingsbury a few years ago with the Cardinals. On and on, it's, go, it's gone with these the movement toward not recycling old guys, but bringing these, this young blood. College, we've seen it at Oregon with Dan Lanning, you know, Kenny Dillingham at Arizona State. And, and, and there's others that have been that, that schools that are turning these, these coaches of this ilk too. So again, it seems to be a little bit of a trend right now. Uh, yeah, boy, my, I, I think, I think I got to ask about offense, you know, what are you going to do on offense? Uh, yeah. I think we got, we had a, a, a general idea defensively, but that's the question. I think that that's the first question I want to have answered. Maybe he doesn't have to give me the name of a coordinator, uh, but but is it still going to be a, a quarterback centric offense, or what? What are his plans to do to move the ball offensively for Purdue? Yeah, I think that's uh, that is the sixty four thousand dollar question. We talk also, and I'll get we'll we'll end this because you guys both have things to do, and we'll be back probably well, tomorrow night after we hear from uh, Ryan Walters. But uh, you know, you look I'll, at the, yeah. Go ahead. Let me add this, add something to that. Um, you mentioned all those young coaches in the NFL. Uh, it all started with Sean McVay and right. pretty much for a while there, anybody who'd been in the same room with Sean McVay at any point in their life was getting interviews for, for head coaching jobs. It's because of offense. It's because Sean McVay was an offensive innovator. And I think everyone's looking at the game of football very differently nowadays, uh, especially from an offensive perspective. And the old way is not, <clears throat> the current way uh, anymore. And I think, you know, when you're at Purdue, you really need something to set yourself apart from everybody else. Yeah. Right. Um, at Purdue, it's quarterbacks. It, it has always been quarterbacks. When Purdue has been good in football, it's been good on offense. And you just, you just can't turn your back on that history. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to play good defense, great. Um, but it's going to be really hard to do the whole complimentary football thing where you're you're playing really good defense, but you're also just trying to kind of kind of kind of sit on the ball and win sixteen to thirteen the way the way Illinois did. Um, so they're going to have some. Uh, good point. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a big deal. Um, no question. Well, and then that was what I was going to ask. The number one thing that Jeff Brom did in six years was what he brought fans back, made it interesting, made but fans back. And, and what brings fans back? Right. It's gotta be Mondell Moore, not weak side linebackers. Correct. And, 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 and I, and, and we're not presuming that, that, that Ryan Walters, I, I, I would get guess that Ryan Walters gets that and we'll have a, have a way to do it, but that's, what's going to be fascinating. Tom is who yeah. will that be? We don't know. You know, there's a lot of talk about people that Purdue fans would like to see in certain positions, but uh, that has nothing to do with what uh, Ryan Walters would do. And I think Mike Babinski actually quite made it clear in the press conference a week ago. Hey, this is what I'm paid to do. I'm, you know, what, and you know, whether he was blown away in the press conference, apparently, or, excuse me, in the interviews, well, that was obvious because he hired the guy, but uh, you know what, just because we think, or, or that it should be a certain way. It's clear they're going to need to score the foot, score the football, as they say, and and be good. No one says that. <laughs> I know. Well, Matt Painter would say it if he was if he was talking, because I, I I can't see him score the basketball either. Uh, Purdue will have to score touchdowns, and uh, that will be the be a big part of it as well. 
All right, parting thoughts, Tom. Anything else that comes to before you make the trek to, to the people, coast? Yeah, people, people want people want to win. I think winning sells tickets, but yeah, Purdue fans are used to um, having the an excitement, the adrenaline rush of, of a prolific offense. I had a former player tell me yesterday, Purdue's known for two things: astronauts and quarterbacks. Yeah, and, uh, I always think in life it's important to embrace who you are and accentuate that and build off it uh you have to have an identity whatever it is and alan you're familiar with the elevator pitch right yeah if you're the purdue coach what's your elevator pitch if you got 15 seconds to sell what you do as a program you always have to keep that in mind can you do it in that little period of time so we know what purdue's elevator pitch had been under jeff brahm and many other coaches what will be ryan walter's elevator pitch moving forward to, to recruits and the fans and whatnot so Again, uh, boy, you know, you, you you guys have done this a long time at Purdue. You've seen a lot of head coaches come and go. I mean, I know we got to wrap this up, but I mean, on the intriguing scale, this one's got to be yeah. as intriguing as any. You guys Way up there. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Uh, we like intrigue at Golden Black, right? So, but uh, surprising. And, and we'll get into whether we'll never follow, find out all what went on in the search. We do know, as we reported throughout the week about the, uh, folks that they kicked the tires with. We don't know how that all came came out. But uh, like you said, Brian, and you've got sources that are pretty close to Mike Babinski as well that said that this had to have been, you know, they had to be, they weren't going to just make a default hire. This is somebody that they had to be charged, charged with. Yes, time was of the essence, but they think they got their guy in Ryan Walters. Hey, real yeah. quick, guys, what do you think he's going to make? It's a five-year deal. Four. Yeah, three and a half to four, I would guess, which is more than I'm making, but that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, wait, less than I'm making. I know, I know, we, we're paying you way too much. PJ Flex it's, new deal was for about six million. Yeah, I, I would guess, I'm going to guess in at three to three, closer to three and a half myself, but I he was, know. You, know, he, you know, he's making a million dollars at Illinois. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm owed a final thought. Yes, you are. Ahead, Give it to um, us, please. Fire away. So, you know, I, I, I see a lot of folks out there kind of using Mike Babinski's word against him about the whole next level thing. Um, you have to understand, first of all, at these press conferences, mm. athletic directors are not just talking to the fans and media. They are talking directly to their pool of candidates and they have to look absolutely positively committed to football. Right. You're always going to say stuff like that. Second. The guy with the highest upside also has the highest next level potential. So if you go out there and you hire, I, I don't even want to throw names out there because I don't want people to think Purdue almost hired him. But if you go out there and hire a guy who was winning eight games or whatever in the Big 12 or something like that uh, a few years in a row, has he shown you the sort of upside that you're trying to reach for here? You know, there is risk involved in this too because no, – no. You don't pay your medical bills with lottery tickets. You know, you you need to be solid to you. You need to run a good business. But if you see greatness in a guy. And greatness isn't hard to find. I mean, it's oftentimes, you know, it when you see it um, and maybe Purdue saw that in in Ryan Walters and. The upside that they saw in him was. Kind of dwarf the easy hires that would have come with hiring 
Gus Malzahn, whoever it might be, whatever <laughs> run-of-the-mill uh, Bill O'Brien recycling bin sort of guy, you know, um, somebody who just got fired by somebody else and is on on the back end or at least at halftime of their careers. That's not next level stuff. That's easy hire stuff. That's good point. The hard hire to make is the one that is the path of least res- resistance. Hold on. What did I just no, say? Path of most resistance. Yeah. <laughs> I got it too, though. You're right. <laughs> I, I've. I've got the runs of flu from Nebraska, so you're going to have to you're you're going to have to pardon me here. The runs of strain I, I, of COVID. I, I, they, they, no, no, I agree. I, I think that's a good. Go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. I mean, he's got runs of fever. We got to get him to the emergency room. <laughs> no, and, and I and I buy the fact. I'm not drinking Kool Aid here. I do buy this wasn't an easy. This was not the easy choice no. Right. by no means. I mean, there are, and you just look at our message boards in the first hour of the hire. And not that that means, but that's a visceral reaction by knuckleheads. But my, my point is, it wasn't the easy hire. They didn't take the easy path. Well, and we'll see if it works out. That, that, and, and another next X factor is what's the assistant coach salary pool going to look like? Well, it might be pretty good. It should be. But again, that the, the staff, the construction of the staff, I think, is something we're all eager oh, to see. Right? be huge and going to be a storyline. Yeah, sure will. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get some. I don't. I doubt if he's gonna lay things out for us on on Wednesday, but maybe we'll get some hints on on, on a few big hires. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm just I'm just guessing. We'll see. Yeah. All right. All right. We're done for this one, guys. Thanks so much. We want to thank our AcrePro.com, 765-587-3185. If, you're t- if you've just got done with this podcast and you need some local land expert use, call our friends at AcrePro. We appreciate that too. Uh, Maybe Ryan I- Walters wants to buy a farm. That he, he may be able to afford one here shortly. <laughs> That's a bad metaphor, isn't it? Buying the farm here. Um, but uh, all right, guys, thanks so much. And we will, we'll probably be back tomorrow night, Wednesday night with a little bit of a reaction. Oh, that didn't even dawn on me when I said it. That was, I know. that was, I know it's, that was a terrible you, thing for you me to say. You got too much tea in the system. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing, uh, you know, what's a good thing about this for us. We all at least get to be in the same room tomorrow when we uh, hear hear from Ryan Walters for the first time. So, all right, uh, we'll see you uh, tomorrow. And then uh, got basketball coverage at the end of the week. Purdue will be taking on Davidson. More of Brian will be 100% uh, uh, past his, uh, past his uh, uh, cold and whatever he's dealing with, his virus, hopefully by then. So <laughs> thanks all. We'll see you in, in uh, later this week. And uh, it always will be interesting. Take care, everybody.